Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Spartans. It is Tuesday, July 30th, 2019. I'm your host, Will Hunter. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. On today's show, uh, it's a weird one. Matt Sheehan joins the show for segments two and three. Uh, Segment two is pretty straightforward and then things quickly go off the rails as it tends to do when Sheehan is involved. Uh, so that's coming up here in, I don't know, 10 minutes or so, uh, to start the show, I want to talk a little bit about Michigan State's, uh, basketball's non-conference schedule. So we will do that as well. And I, uh, apologize for how I sound today. It'll only impact the first segment. The other stuff is pre-recorded, so it'll be better sounding than this. So I'll make the first segment, uh, nice and quick for you guys. Reminder to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribing is the easiest way to get these episodes on your phone every single day. You can find this show, you know, wherever you get podcasts. Himalaya, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you find podcasts, you can find Locked On Spartans. And of course, head on over to iTunes, leave a five-star rating, leave a review if you so choose. All right, let's talk about this uh, basketball schedule. Okay, so Michigan State announced they have finalized their non-conference uh, basketball schedule, and this thing is just, I mean, we already knew it was a beast, but like, just sort of seeing it all laid out, like, it is an absolute monster of a non-conference schedule. So they open up with Albion, uh, exhibition game at the Breslin Center, so the the easy game doesn't even count, because they're not good enough, Albion. Uh, and that one's interesting because Cassius Winston's brothers, uh, Zach and Kai, oh, it's a, it autocorrected to Y on my story. Zach and Kai play for Albion. So that'll be an interesting, you know, Winston family affair it will be, uh, I think fun despite the fact that it'll just be, you know, an annihilation and not something that really means much more than Albion players getting to say they played against this Michigan State team, which is, is cool for them. Uh, but then, you know, we go from 0 to 60 real quick. Uh, MSU's on the road, traveling to New York to take on Kentucky. Should be a top 10 Kentucky team, top 10 preseason Kentucky team uh, for the Champions Classic. Then uh, their next game, they hit the road uh, to take on Seton Hall in the Gavit Games, uh, which Seton Hall is going to be a ranked team. They're a solid tournament team last season. They bring a bunch of guys back. Uh, they could be a top 15 to 20 team. So back-to-back there, uh, playing Kentucky, playing Seton Hall, both away from the Breslin Center. Uh, one luckily neutral court, but one... As a true road game, uh, so that's about as tough as you can really get to go for your first two, and then they head out to Maui for the Maui invite. They play Virginia Tech, which looked like a much more difficult situation uh, prior to Buzz Williams leaving uh, for Texas A&M, and then they lost Kerry Blackshear. Nikhil Alexander-Walker went to the NBA, so a lot of lost talent. Lost head coach from the Sweet 16 team last year that that really almost took down Duke before Michigan State did, uh, but there's still some players there. It's not you know it's Virginia Tech basketball. I don't think uh, they'll be excellent next year, but they won't be a pushover. Uh, so you get by them, then you probably play Georgia. Uh, Tom Crean, head coach at Georgia, they're improving. He's done a, a decent job there in the first couple of years at Georgia. 
And then if you beat Georgia and Kansas does its job on the other side of the bracket, uh, a matchup with another, you know, Kansas will be a top 10, top 5 team, probably top 5. Kansas might be number 2 or 3 in the preseason polls. Uh, so Michigan State could play Kentucky uh, at Seton Hall, can, then Kansas and Duke all in the same non-conference schedule. Um, because immediately after the Maui Invitational, Michigan State returns home, uh, and then <laughs> there's no breaks when they return home because they get Duke uh, at the Breslin Center, Big Ten ACC Challenge, and Duke's going to be Duke. They're going to be a preseason top five, six, seven team. Uh, and so that's going to be one of the premier games of the non-conference schedule. Michigan State's got like three of the f- five best non-conference games <laughs> in all of college basketball next year, uh, which is crazy. And then uh, they play Oakland at Little Caesars Arena. Never fun. Uh, hopefully that one will be a little bit easier. It always seems to be that, and I talked about this last year. Someone came on and was talking about this, that Michigan State uh, at Breslin Center handles Oakland every time easily. And then when they play at the Palace or when they play at Little Caesars Arena, it's always way closer than we want it to be. So this one's at Little Caesars Arena. That means it's going to be way closer than we want it to be. So that'll be a nice, fun thing. And then they round it out with Eastern and Western Michigan uh, at the Breslin Center. So, you know, they don't spend, they're on the road like the entire time they come home for a game against Duke. And that's not anything to, there's no place to take a breath there. Uh, and then they head back out to play Oakland at Little Caesars Arena. And then they finish it off. They're, like they finally get to come home at the end and take a breath uh, a couple weeks before conference play gets going. And keep in mind, with the 20 game Big Ten season, you know, there's going to be some conference games mixed in there as well. So, uh, yeah. Things are never going to be easy for this Michigan State team. They're battle-tested already. Uh, They're going to be supremely battle-tested after this. Tom Izzo is going to be mad at himself about two weeks into the season next next year because every year uh, when Michigan State's like kind of dragging towards the end of the gauntlet portion of their non-conference schedule, Tom Izzo gets mad at himself. I think he's going to get mad at himself like after two games. Uh, after the Seton Hall game, because he's going to look up and be like, now we got to go to Maui. We just did Kentucky. We did Seton Hall on the road. Now we got to go to Maui. Uh, so that'll be fun to look forward to. Hopefully they can get through it. They won't, I don't think, get through it unscathed. Maybe they lose early in Maui. Maybe they lose to Kansas in the Maui championship. Maybe they even lose to Duke. Um, but, you know, it's tough to go through that schedule, that travel for uh, it's like remember this is a college team it's not a pro team with uh guys who are used to these long travels road trips um you know these kids have homework (laughs) they are not used to flying to hawaii playing basketball three games in four days or whatever it is having to do homework and meet with a tutor have other responsibilities they're still 19, 20, 21 year olds, they're young adults. So it's a, it's a drastic change. Uh, it's something hard that they're going to have to deal with next year that they're not used to doing. It's not something that they do every single year. So uh, that'll be tough. And just through all that, you know, fatigue, playing so many good teams, you're bound to have an off night. So I think they'll, uh, they'll hit a bump in the road there 
early in the season, lose that number one rating, but that's not the biggest deal in the world. Uh, I'm sure they'll be flirting with the top five or so the entire season. And honestly, this year, all that matters is winning the last game of the season. Uh, unfortunately for this team, that's the standard. Uh, that's the expectation for this team. And there's like no satisfaction unless that happens with them. So they're kind of in a lose-lose situation. There's only one way to win this year. I mean, if they go undefeated and lose in the championship game, I'd, that'd be an interesting thought experiment. Uh, but the expectations are this team's going to make the Final Four and they're going to make the national championship. And they're going to win it. So it's uh, a, a tough spot for college kids for sure. But uh, they're going to be preparing in the right way. They're going to be ready for it because this non-conference season schedule uh, is an absolute bear. All right, let's take a break right there when we get back. We'll bring in Sheehan. Uh, we'll actually won't technically bring in Sheehan. I'll just, you know, import the audio that he and I recorded last night. But I'm just going to say that, you know, we're going to bring in Sheehan. It sounds better. You can get Locked On Spartans with a brand new podcasting app, Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. And support of Locked On Spartans comes from Manscaped. New sponsor. Appreciate Manscaped. Uh, check out their products. Manscaped is number one and men's below the belt grooming, as you might have guessed from their name. They're one of the many perfectly named companies in this country. You may have seen Manscaped on Shark Tank. They offer precision engineering tools for your family jewels, and they have great copywriters who know how to make rhymes in the middle of their ads. I love it. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. That's 20% off at manscaped.com with the promo code Locked on. Whew. All right. That was a uh, special little disaster no, that, there. That was great. No, we're, we're fine. Uh, welcome back to Locked on Spartans. Um, we're joined now by Matt Sheehan. What you guys didn't hear is the little uh, dance Matt and I just had to do trying to record uh, this episode. Uh, yep. It's a very simple process, but we somehow made it way more just difficult. Just one button. That's yeah. all it is. You press yep. one button, uh, and we managed to screw it up a couple times. Yeah. Uh, yep. Matt, how you doing, well, bud? I'm not bad, man. I mean, this is great. We're, what, 32 days out from uh, some more Spartan football? So, And right now, uh, hopes are still high. Yeah. So I'm, I'm doing fine. We're 32 days out unless you are the social media manager of the Florida State. Uh, yeah. Yeah, then, then you're anywhere from 154 days out <laughs> to, to like, I, th- I thought it was like a multiplication <laughs> problem. I thought like the outstretched hand of the Florida State player was part of it too. So I was like 15 plus four plus five, mm-hmm. like no way they're starting their season in 24 days. That seems outrageous. Um, I went through every mathematical thing I possibly could have gone through in my head. Yeah. Um, and I got nowhere close to 33, which is I think the number they were going for. It is. Uh, don't know what happened there. Um it's still up. It's still it's up still too. Up with no explanation. Like I, I love it. They're going down swinging with this thing. Getting ratioed into oblivion. <laughs> yes. Uh, but you know that's Florida State. Uh, they're not here to yeah. math. They're here to play football. No, going old baby. Yep. And we are here to talk about Michigan State professional segue. Yes. Wow. Uh, so, Look at you. so we're we're thirty two days out, Matt. Thirty two uh, yeah. long, glorious days. Mm-hmm. free of Michigan State football, without Michigan State football. It, it, it can be, it is and it can be both of those things. We are free of Michigan State still, and we are, we are missing Michigan State. 
I don't know. With, with like the Tigers being a non-factor this summer, I kind of miss like having like this anxious pit in my stomach <laughs> uh, for like hours at a time on, on random days of the week. Yeah. I miss it. I do too. Uh, so we're we're 32 days out right now. How would you describe where you're at with this team as we start to you know camp starts in mm-hmm. three days? Mm-hmm. Well, after like big time media days, and this was a huge shock, but like all things sound great coming out of camp right now. Like that, mm-hmm. when does that ever happen at media day? That's <laughs> nuts. I couldn't believe it. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's like watching Moneyball highlights on Twitter. It's like, all right, I'm not going to put a lot of stock into this, whatever, whatever. And then, you know, I see Aaron Henry do a windmill jam and it's like, we're, we're going to the final four and beating every team by 30 on the way there this year. It's great. It's like, all right, I'm going to go into media days and um, I'm going to take everything with a grain of salt. And then you hear D'Antonio say, Luke, he has his confidence back. It's like, mm, does he know? Is, is, is that true? Cause if so, it could be a little saucy year for uh, your Spartans here. But I mean, just to circle back, like, what else was D'Antonio going to say? Like, no, nah, Brian's a wreck right now. He, he He's starting to think of throwing with his left hand now to get some mojo back. Like, no. So are you, so, are you just, like, optimistic would be the word? I'm optimistic, but I know how uh, silly it is to be optimistic, so uh, I guess you could say. Cautiously. Cautiously optimistic, yeah. But, like, I also know the defense should be pretty good still. I'm a, we're a little worried about the secondary. Um I'm not. That's just cuz I need something to worry about. So. I'm not worried about a thing on that defense. Yeah, no, it's nice. I I'm just concerned about like uh of course it, it it's tough to watch like 45 players get injured last year too and just think like, "Oh, yeah, everyone's going to be fine this year." Like, I don't know. I I have like a little PTSD from that. Yeah, I I'm like oscillating daily between Convincing myself that they're going to win 12 games to convincing mm-hmm. myself they're going to go 6-6. Six and six. Like, there's, I'm just yeah. sliding back oh, and forth uh, in this horrible I, seesaw of emotion. Like, uh, officially, I'm all in on 9-3 and three or 10-2. and two, But, like, yeah, the, like, secretly, privately back home, I, I am in a fetal position praying that 6-6 uh, six and six is not uh, on the table. Yeah, I can't do another 6-6. Six and six. It's just, like... <sighs> they're the worst. <laughs> Just... They are. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, they are. Especially, like, when you know that next year, like, ain't going to be much better yeah. unless the seven people replacing the starting spots on defense are just studs, which you know, I'm not saying they're not, but I'm just saying that, that those are going to be seven very hard positions to replace next year. So it's kind of a yeah. This year might all or nothing season. This year might be the last year to have expectations for a good Michigan State football team for a couple of years. Um, and that's yeah. something that I don't think I've really thought about much, but now that you say I don't it, want to think I don't, about yeah, it. I don't want to think about it either, but this this are. group, the Bocce Lewerke group, we'll call it, Bocce on one side, Lewerke on the other side, that have been mm-hmm. starting for the last three years now, uh, they're all like leaving together. It's been building to this season, you know? And yeah. God, if they don't cash in, like it feels like it feels a lot like 2013, but there are some major differences certainly. Um, but that 2013 team was like, hey, you guys, you know, Max Bulla, Danico Salen, uh, you know, Darquez Denard, you guys have been all starting here, playing for a long time together, and you've been uh, solid. And then men, and then yeah, like just gentlemen of the sport. Yeah, now, yes. now's the time to to cash that in, and so. 
Yeah. I don't know. If they, if they win seven games this year, eight games this year, it, it could be like... Oh, I I will be wheeled out of Spartan Stadium in a straight jacket on November 30th, if, uh, if that's the case. It could be an ugly... It could be the setup to an ugly end to the D'Antonio era, which I know people don't like to think about, but is coming in the next five years, yeah. I would think. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't see him going until he's almost 70. Like, that's hard. He's Well, and he's calling the shots, too. Like, you, you look at Bill Beekman, and you, you uh, yeah. see a guy that's going to fire coaches. Like, get directly out of here. Um, no. Yeah. And, I, I mean, D'Antonio has also earned his earned his his right to do so is to go out on his own terms. I mean, yeah, it's been a rocky year the last two of the three last years, but um, yeah, he hasn't been around for three years. He's been around a little longer than that and has accomplished things that many coaches have not. So yeah. that's pretty neat. He'll never get officially fired. <laughs> like right. Yeah. It'll yeah. be, um, if it, it'll be the Lloyd Carr situation, if it's time to, make a change with D'Antonio, you know, three years down the road, the next three years don't go well and it's time to make a change. It, yeah. It'll be, he's retiring. He's stepping away from the game, like whatever it is. Um, D'Antonio will never get out and out fired from Michigan state. I don't think unless something would, crazy would, happens. Would, would PJ Fleck be our Brady Hoke? Do, do you think he would like, we would hire him and he'd just be a dud immediately or, or no? Um, I'm, I'm thinking like 16 steps ahead right now. Yeah, I would be probably, I don't know. I would I don't know. I think I'd end up disliking him, but I think he would do a good job. <laughs> he would hey, recruit. See, there we go. Okay. Perfect. He would definitely recruit. He like his classes at Western are better than Michigan State's class this year. <laughs> I know they are. <laughs> um yeah, I thought this was gonna be a happy. Podcast it was. Today. I don't know why you went down this path. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, um, I, I'm sorry. No, I, I sort of did too. No, I, I, I was starting to say like I'm oscillating, and I'm like, yeah, Lewerke's got his confidence back. Lewerke's bigger, faster, stronger. They're gonna tweak the off. Like I'm just trying to like I'm looking at everything and like seeing the optimistic viewpoint of it, the optimistic reading of the situation, completely yeah. ignoring the fact that. Michigan State had like the hundred and third best offense, whatever the fifteenth worst offense in the country, and didn't fire a single person. Like ignoring that that happened. Yeah, that's fine. At, you know, one of the top twenty-five ish programs in the country. Like that's not a normal thing that happens. That's you know weird. Um, yeah, and then <laughs> weird we get yeah. reports from you know like it's just this is the state I'm in. It's mm-hmm. a report from somebody who is just notoriously wrong yes. about the status of Brian Lewerke and whether or not he's actually the guy and whether or not he's actually got his confidence back. And I just, mm-hmm. I, I I know what I'm reading there and I know who it's from yes. and I know what I should do with that when I read that. Yes, yes. And I'm still like, <laughs> oh God, no, what if it's right? What if this? I know is because true? well, my 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 angle was is like, well, this guy is usually just a shill for MSU, just yeah. like straight homer. Like this is serious if he's going as far as like writing something negative about the the team. Like he must really know something to be writing all this. So that that's kind of got me shaking in my boots a little bit. But then yeah, again, you take a step back. It's like, should I be actually worried about what I'm reading right now? Like is is, is this credible? But. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm just so fragile right now that I'm reading. That's a great word yeah. to use. Fragile. I'm reading those yeah. things and I'm like, oh god, it's it's true. It has to be true. And yeah. then ignoring the correction that sort of invalidates the entire story. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like if you walk up to me, I, I I will be just a like chest puffed out on top of a box, just being a carnival barker, screaming out New Year's Six bowl game, New Year's Six bowl game over and over again. But if you like come and like poke me, I, I shatter into a million yeah, pieces. You're a, you're a bl- like that. That's why I'm right now. You're a black bear. It, it's kind of a false bravado. Yeah, yeah. That's what black bears do. If you see a black bear in the wild, mm. stand up really tall and scream at it. Okay, gotcha. Well, I can only stand up like five foot nine. Yeah, that, no, that that, that's, yeah. Like, okay. don't cower Good. or anything. Make yourself as big as you okay. can. Spread your arms out mm-hmm. really wide and just mm-hmm. scream at it if it comes running. Gotcha. At you. Okay, so what I was doing the entirety of the uh, MSU LSU Sweet Sixteen game this yeah. year. Okay, yep. got it. Sweet. Yeah. Only with a All black right. bear though, and if it's a okay, if it's a brown it. bear, you do the fetal position. Do it even louder. Oh, play okay. dead. Gotcha. Yeah, play dead. Um, I cannot wait to forget this at a time where I need it. But, yeah, okay. And if you're walking through woods that have bears in them uh, and you're worried about running into a bear, uh, you walk around and you go, hey, bear. Hey, bear. Mm, hey, bear. Gotcha. That's what you do. You just walk around yelling, hey, bear. Nice. And uh, I can't tell if you're messing with me or not, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> it sounds made up, but I'm, it's, I'm dead <laughs> serious. That is, if you're okay. walking through... I saw it on Alaskan State Troopers, so it mm-hmm. has to be legit. It was an Alaskan State Trooper walking through just like, you know, a thicket of Alaskan woods. And he yeah. was like, yeah, you know, we see a lot of grizzly bears in these woods. Grizzly bears are, you know, around here. Um, and so we got to do this to scare them off. So you just walk around yes. yelling, hey, bear. Okay. Um, so, yeah. All right, we'll be back with uh, segment two from She and things really get off the rails uh, here after this. <laughs> Bombas are the mo. Oh, wait, hold on. Yep. S- support of Lockdown Spartans comes from Bombas. Bombas are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. Plus, for every Bombas purchase, they donate a pair of socks to someone in need. Find out more about what feet daydream about at Bombas.com. Use Locked On today and get 20% off at Bombas.com. Promo code Locked On. Remember to get the show every day. Subscribe to Locked On Spartans in the new Himalaya podcast app. You can also subscribe to Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. All right, welcome back to segment three of today's Lockdown Spartans. Let's just jump right back into the interview with Sheehan. Just to remind you where we were, we were talking about bears and how to scare away bears. And don't try to fight a grizzly bear. I don't know. I, I might be in the mood. It depends, like, what game you get me after. Like, like <laughs> lost to Indiana, I, I might go seek out a bear myself and just try to fight one. Just end it all. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, either me or him. Probably me, but yeah. <laughs> like Liam Neeson in The Grey. You didn't see that. I don't know why I bring up movie references No, with God, no, no, no. That's that's a waste of time. Um, I've seen Spy Kids. Mm-hmm. Got any references there or no? No. Was that the last okay. movie you saw in theaters? Uh, no, we were talking about this the other day, actually. Uh, it's, it was either Aloha, which was horrible, oh, Bradley Cooper. or American Sniper. Oh, Another Bradley Bra- Cooper. <laughs> I've seen some Bradley Cooper. For, yeah. So <laughs> I, I, you know what? You know what it was before all those two Hangover Two. But another Bradley. I Bradley Cooper gets me in the theater. Yeah, you have a type. That's what we're falling on right now. I do. Yes. Listen, and it's Bradley Cooper. Yeah, uh, Bradley Cooper gets everyone to the theaters, regardless sure, of yeah. uh, how good the movie is or not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, what were we talking about? Like, this is a Michigan State podcast. Is it now? Okay. It is. Um. <laughs> We were talking about bears mm-hmm. and how we got there. I'm not sure. Oh, that's right. Just being fragile. Yeah, just being fragile shells of men. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Um, Do you know what gave me like a, a, a little palpitation today is seeing the odds that you retweeted yeah. uh, for MSU to reach the final <laughs> four, which is like three to two. I'm like, oh my god, those are so good odds, but like it's not, it's never that easy. It's like it's never that easy. Yeah, their odds, their future odds to make the final four are three to two, which is like they have to make it. <laughs> they are a favorite. They are minus favorite to make it. It's like that. That's like what the Clippers' odds would be if they were in the the, the field of sixty-four. Yeah, three to two. That would be like Kawhi Leonard and four other mm-hmm. players from like Southwest Louisiana State. <laughs> I would take. Yeah, I think I'd take Kawhi on three to two. Yeah, if you put, he he, he logged forty minutes a game easily. Yeah, yeah, if you put Kawhi with four players from the worst team in college basketball from mm-hmm. Grambling State. Kawhi yes. and four guys from Grambling State with a Grambling State bench. Um, mm-hmm. He takes that team to the Final Four easy. Yeah, probably. Like, that's something we don't comprehend with college basketball and NBA basketball is the guys who are NBA players, like just NBA role players, are such incredible basketball players. Like, it's a joke. It's it's crazy. Yeah, like, they, like right. College basketball players compared to NBA basketball players. It, Bombs. Like, but they're the biggest gap between the pros the, and like the next lower level or whatever. Hacks every single yeah. one. Of them. The the difference between an NBA player and a college player is just insane. Like they have two rounds yeah. of drafts. Second round players don't even get to play. You're not no, even good. Oh no, god, no. If you're not picked no, in the lottery, you're not, not gonna start. <laughs> you just, yeah. How? Um yeah, just look at like do you see the video of Jaron Jackson? No, I don't think I did. Um, oh, and uh, hold on, like a lifetime fitness. Yeah, just cooking fools. Th- those those might be my favorite videos of the summer. Yeah, uh, Carmelo made a living <laughs> in the last two years. I feel like Carmelo got signed uh, at the end based on that. Yes, well, I I love those videos until like Twitter starts taking them seriously. Like, oh wow, Carmelo comeback with like five eye emojis. It's like Hoodie Mello hasn't missed a like, shot yet. Nope, he's well. Yeah, I I, I hope not. I hope he hasn't. He's- um, Shooting against an algebra teacher who's on summer break. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't really know what to say. I. I, I was going to say could Mello bring Grambling State's bench to a Final Four, but no. I, I'm going to draw the line right could there. Could Mello to a Final Four? I'm drawing the line right there. No. He. He. He's never been to the Final Four before. So. Mello won the NCAA tournament. Nope. He did not. <laughs> Um, I think Mello, if Mello got into shape, he could. What, I don't see him being motivated to get into shape for another college tournament run. I don't, I don't, know. E- I don't either, me, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> that's, if he, that's if a he, tall, yeah. tall ask. If you're like, Mello, the Lakers want you, they need you, you got a month to get back into shape. You got to work your ass off and just be ready to go. And he did it and was 100% committed. And then at know. the end, he, you're he like, just kidding. For the Rockets, though. just kidding, you're on Grambling State. Um, Mello would score 50 a game in against college teams. On how many shots? 27. 20, 25 shots. He'd be, be open. <laughs> like, he would just have open <laughs> shots all the time. There's not a single person who could guard him still in college. Oh, I, in college. I think I'd run the throw three guys on Mello play, though, eventually. And, like, knowing damn well he's not going to pass the ball yeah. to the other three people. That's open. the other thing. 
Mellon, I think I think that's what stops him in the Elite Eight is, is his <laughs> selfishness gets in the way. Yeah, he runs into a team with like a Jarrett Culver type of lottery wing who's not yeah. great at basketball. Or like yet. an Aaron Henry, if you will. A bi- yeah. yeah, a big athlete who's just kind of raw in terms of skills and shooting and all that, but is just big and fast and strong. Yeah, tell me Tillman couldn't shut down Carmelo Anthony right now today. He could. Right he now couldn't. today. <laughs> he, oh, he could. <laughs> no. do, do you have Tillman's phone number? I have Melo's. Do you want to call both? Mello we'll is like... Think of how bad Mello was at everything else at basketball mm-hmm. and how good yes. he had to be at offensive basketball to be a top two or three player in the world for five years. <laughs> Just think about that's that. True. That's, that's he true. He was so, like, I, I won't stand for Mello as, like, a great all-around player who, like, he'll be a Hall of Famer and all that. I don't know why we're talking about Mello. But as just a pure scorer. Like, yeah, Mello yeah. was well, the, he, he was, yeah. but like I'm talking about like today's mellow, like hoodie mellow, uh, <laughs> wouldn't even get in shape to play for the Rockets. I like, still... it's probably, I'm gonna assume it really isn't in great shape right now. I, I, I think Tillman could put the, the respective relative clamps on him. No, <laughs> I'm sorry, I love 15, Tillman. 15 point clamps on 18 shots. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, know, yeah, mellow would have 50 on 40 shots on Tillman. Like Tillman would fall. I like I like to read this on Twitter. Tillman would fall out. Like, but like, how much time left in the game does he fall out? Like, it, like three minutes left, fifteen minutes left, three minutes left in the first half. No, no, now now we're slandering Tillman. Here. I'm not That's, slandering Tillman. Xavier no. Tillman. Xavier Tillman will be like the 27th overall pick this year in the NBA draft. That's wonderful. He's a good talent. He's a young player. Mm-hmm. He has no idea how to play basketball at that level, like, yet. Not the college level, the high-end elite NBA I mean, I'm, I'm not talking Denver Nuggets Mellow, though. I'm I talking present-day Mellow. I'm still saying Mellow can go. God, this is going to be a two-hour podcast of us just, just going back and forth saying, like, yes, he will. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> Think about what uh, you're yeah, saying. Yeah, he would. <laughs> Mellow's, what, 35? Like, he's not 56. Yeah. Might as well be. <laughs> he's, like, Mellow could play in the NBA right now. He's too prideful. Chauncey Billups told us that. He's too prideful. Cares too much about getting 30, which, you know, everyone's each, to each their own. Well, Tillman could be in the league too, but he just cares too much about his teammates. So, uh. <laughs> Listen, in, in, in two years, I'll give the edge to Tillman. But right now, Mello, 35-year-old right. Mello is still cooking 21-year-old Tillman. 23-year-old Tillman is handling wow. 37-year-old I, I don't know Mello. about the C word. I don't know if, he, if you'd cook him. I, I, that, that seems a little harsh, but. Listen, man. Mello could still go out in an NBA game and get off a, a decent amount of jumpers against good NBA defenders. Tillman's just not there yet. Okay. And now why, why you got to make me like slander Xavier Tillman? Like, mi- mi- okay. Mi- Michigan state, th- this year's Michigan state team in the elite eight or mellow and Grandin <laughs> states bench in, in the elite eight with a trip to Atlanta. Who you got? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what I think is happening is, is depth helps get, Michigan State there. I would sure hope so, yeah. I, I think MSU would be an eight-and-a-half point favorite that game. That's what I handicap it at. Oh, I, I wish I could handicap it. I'm not that smart. I don't know enough about Grambling State. Oh, I'm match. not either. You just got to say it with confidence. Yeah. That's, that's all. Um, I wish I want, I wish I knew an odds maker. I would actually get them to handicap that for me. Current yeah. present-day mellow plus <laughs> seven scrubs from <laughs> plus Grambling, State. Grambling State against this Michigan State team. Versus your 2019... Michigan State Spartans. Yeah. Just, I mean, remember, man, the worst 
NBA teams are like 25 point favorites against the best college teams. So I, I think they could clip him once. So that's all. I think, yeah, I think Michigan State is, is a favorite in that game, and I, I would think they would win. Mello would, Mello would get buckets. The, the score would be 76 to 68. Mello would have 56. Yeah, all minimum. Yeah, yeah. On 47 shots. Yeah. Two assists, 13 rebounds. Yeah. But to circle back, um, I'm feeling pretty good about it in MSU's football season. Yeah, so am I. So far. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, yeah. That's that's going to do it for us. Like, this is going to be the end of the show. We went so long okay. with that. I'm actually going to cut this into two segments. So this is going to be the end of the show. Um, what a journey. Matt, thanks for joining us. We'll have to have you on. We're oh. going to do just, uh, we're going to go through the schedule game by game by game with yes. a bunch of different yes. people. We're going to yes. predict out the schedule. It's going to be glorious. Uh, so we'll have to Love have it. you back for that, okay? Please do. All right. I, I can't believe you keep letting me on here. This is great. Yeah. Well, so it's better to have someone do half the work, I found. Mm, so I see. Okay. He's Matt Sheehan. He writes for The Only Colors. Hello. He's got a thing coming out. Uh, coin flip in the schedule, so that'll be pretty good. You nailed uh, it last year, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Nailed yeah, the record last year, so coin flip in the schedule yeah. at The Only Colors. Uh, yeah. Sheehan underscore sports if you want to follow him on Twitter for some reason. Matt, thanks, bud. Oh, don't do that. Yeah, hey, anytime, Will. Thanks to Matt for joining the show today. Always good to have him swing by. Uh, we'll get back to more, I don't know, and maybe we will. Maybe we won't get back to more serious Spartan stuff the rest of this week. Maybe I'll just tool around for the entire week. Uh, I don't know. But, yeah, we're going to talk more football this week. Two more episodes, and then next week we'll switch back to Four episodes as we're just a few weeks away from college football season getting going. So thanks so much for listening to today's Locked on Spartans. Hopefully we'll be back um, like midday Wednesday, midday tomorrow with another episode, uh, and then either Thursday or Friday Friday for the last episode of the week. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. I appreciate all of you. Uh, back tomorrow. Until then, go green.